Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Around the Emirates with Sarah. This time is a very special London segment. I have award-winning communications and brand reputation expert, Addie, with me. Hi, Addie. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Uh, yeah. Bit chilly over there, huh? <laughs> bit chilly over there, huh? <laughs> oh my God, it is. <laughs> A bit chilly is an understatement. Like we had a couple of days of like really nice weather and I'd go out running. I thought, oh, maybe it's not going to be so bad. But then yesterday I was definitely humbled. It is, yeah, more, <laughs> more, definitely more than a little chilly, <laughs> almost freezing. I got you. I got you. So um, you, I understand you're an expert in not only helping companies that you work for kind of enhance their reputation, but you've also kind of helped out other, you know, friends and partners in your network. So Explain to me, tell me your story. What, why did you get into PR? Um, well, I got into PR. It's quite a long story, but essentially uh, when I started university, I had an internship at a bank and I okay. realized I didn't really get to do that. I wasn't excited about it. I had that for the summer. And obviously loads of people would be really excited about having an internship. And I'm thinking, God, it just doesn't really get me going. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a careers day had an advert and it was like come and look about advertising marketing and PR I didn't know what PR was so I went thinking oh maybe I, but I knew advertising and marketing right so I thought oh maybe like some of the ads on TV aren't that good sure you know that arrogance of you that's like oh surely I can get into advertising and it'd be amazing yeah um, but then the people talking about advertising just didn't they weren't that interesting and then this woman stood up and talked about PR and I I've kept on trying to find her because I can't remember the company she worked at but she just stood up and she was working in PR for 20 years and she just had this passion. I remember thinking, I, I still don't really understand what PR is, but I want to do something where after 20 years, I'm still like advocating for the industry. And, mm-hmm. for, like, you know, and she just, yeah, she just really moved me. And I thought, right, I have to find out more about what this is. And then it just so happened that a friend of the family did comedy PR. And so I ended up going- Comedy to PR? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, literally PR for comedians. I've never heard of this before. Well, I guess okay. maybe arts PR, but yes, yeah, so anyway. Um, <laughs> and so she was going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which is always like the annual festival where loads of com- comedians, either well known or ones that are trying to break it into the industry, they yeah. go there, it's kind of their mecca. Um, and she was going to, she was going to. <laughs> If you think that's funny, you should have seen some of my clients. Um, but yeah, and so they all need, they, they, everyone needs their brand. The reason you know about comedians is because there's someone, not me, but other people promote them in their wares. And, uh, and I just really liked it. So I really enjoyed the media relations part of it. I loved like the media coverage, although it was at a point where we didn't have a cuttings agency. So I, it was me in the morning running around Edinburgh trying to find multiple newspapers and then having to cut them out and stick them onto a board for our clients. And then there'll be days that you find out that actually you had a client on both sides of the page. You think, crap, I have to go and run out and find another, another oh Scotsman. Oh my God. Um, but it was just, it was just such good fun. But I did think, mm, I don't really know if comedy PR is for me. It's quite like, there's a lot of talent management piece, which I don't think I'm that strong at. Because um, people just kind of flapped and I just like, pull yourself together, but they're also your clients. Yeah. And so it's, um, but yeah, so I did that. And then I was like, yeah, I quite like the taste of that. And so I did some charity PR. Um, and then when I was leaving university, I was like, actually, I quite like to do fashion PR. Okay. But, uh, every job interview I went for, 
they were like, oh, we'll do a three-month three unpaid internship. If we like, mm. we'll keep And I was like, no, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't, I just don't think this is really going to work. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, what else am I interested in? And I was like, well, I didn't actually necessarily want to, to work in a bank, like running money, but I was like, I am still quite interested in finance. So I went to see mm-hmm. Rouge, I said, look, I did classics at university. What And because PR is one of those things, actually, doing a doing a degree like classics doesn't um narrow what you can do but mm-hmm. also PR takes, takes waves and strays right we get people that fall into it from every um sphere mm-hmm. so I said uh, I've dusted down my A-level I've got an A I've got an A in economics obviously you know when you're at uni that still matters for something <laughs> and I said oh and I, I I am kind of interested in finance I just I don't know if I want to do the, like the the businessy end of it and she's yeah. like oh yeah what about financial PR and so, and so she put me forward for this role at a, a trade body for a banking trade body. Um, and I just loved it. And okay. Because I love it, I advocate for it. And so I want people to A, know that the industry, industry exists. And I want people to come in and enjoy it because I, I have so much fun in this industry. It's looked after me very well. Um, so that's kind of to, to your initial point on why do I help people out? Mm-hmm because people have helped me out and I just think it's just the right thing to do um and I think I'm yeah I'm just an advocate for everyone just having a nice time and part of having a nice time is being nice to people and supporting people and it's you know when we spoke a couple of weeks ago I said just be nice to people and it's not even about being fake it's just I don't know what it's just easier to be nice and to say thank you and all those things that are free and it makes people feel good and they want to do good for you it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's an undervalued um skill I completely agree yeah. with you I think uh, one of the reasons why I got into PR too was because it combined my love for content development like I love creative writing and my love for people so it was a one job where I could actually enjoy talking to people being surrounded by people the most while also writing a lot and learning how to write different ways for different clients, different types of messaging, different types of, you know, styles. Mm -hmm. So I definitely agree with you about the whole being nice thing. I think it's, I mean, in any industry, it's underestimated to be, to be nice to one another, but in PR specifically, when you're literally face to face with people all day long and connecting with so, so many different types of people from different backgrounds, it makes a hell of a difference. Even something as small as email etiquette, just to be like, hi, like, obviously there's memes about like saying, I hope this finds you well, but if you, I would rather say, <laughs> <to me. laughs> yeah. it's like, COVID, no, I was like, find stop, <laughs> doesn't find me well, <laughs> we're in lockdown, I'm sad, exactly. but, also, but on that point about being nice, I think the thing I always say to people, like I mentor a few people, and I always say, actually, that's not to be disrespected, because, do you know what I mean, being nice is not about being a doormat, it's more about fostering goodwill with people do you know rather than just always saying okay because obviously in our role especially like the kind of role I do where I do quite a lot of crisis comms and like providing strategic counsel mm-hmm. you sometimes have to say no so quite often I'm the party polit- I'm like this one saying no we can't do that for this right. re- for this reason but there is a way to do it in a way that people trust you and respect you and I think being respected is more important than being liked, which I know sounds kind of counterintuitive because I said be nice, but I just think it's about being warm and yeah, it is still being nice. 
but just no. There, there is a niceness element to it. You're 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 being assertive at the same time. You're being diplomatic and you're being kind, but you're also giving like you're you're sharing the hard truths of what needs to happen. So I completely understand that. And this actually leads me to my next question of um, what do you think your biggest challenge has been in PR so far, and how have you overcome it? Yeah. So uh, my biggest challenge is me, and I know that sounds really like that's quite a big challenge because I'm me every day. But um, I think I wasn't very good at advocating for myself. I definitely do it. I can do it now. But there's that kind of, I don't know if it's necessarily my personality or that British thing, but it's kind of ridiculous because we work in PR and it's all about promotion. Mm-hmm. But then um, PR in yourself can often feel quite weird. Like I do stuff on LinkedIn, but it, even as I'm typing, I'm like, oh, this is a bit, it's a bit cringe. As, as you yeah. in, as introduce me. It's like, here are all the amazing things I've done. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, I, that's, not, that's not the British way. And I remember yeah. um, when I was at uh, one of the companies, like, God, it must be 10 years ago. I, I did, I won this award. And um, Ooh, what award did you win? Hold on, hold on. What no, 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 I'm still too British. <laughs> no, that's all you're getting. But, but but then, so my boss, who again is like a great advocate, at, my boss at the time was like an advocate for people. She sent a note to all the senior people saying, oh, look, we've got this superstar in our mix, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's all very cringe. And then so people, but I was CC'd in. And so everyone came, was coming back saying, oh, well done, thank you. And then yeah. I sent a note saying, oh, I just make words look good. Um, I couldn't have done it without you. Just, just trying to make, just, it made me feel awkward. Even thinking about now, it makes me feel awkward in my stomach. No, um, yeah. And then I said, oh, thanks, blah, blah, blah. And then just played it down and thought nothing of it. And then a couple of weeks later, I was in our head office and I was walking past my MD and he was like, Addy. And I was like, oh God, what have I not done? I'm like, no, I was like, what have I done? He's like, I need to talk to you. And I said, like, and you know, you're going through all your to-do list thinking, I've what done everything. What have I done? What have I done? I thought, oh God, this, like his tone was so like stern and we had a really good work relationship. I thought, oh, I must have really done yeah. something, which again is bad, right? That I assumed that it was going to be negative. Um, he said, your email, and I was like, God, I send you so many emails. So which email? He was basically saying, you, the email in response to everyone saying, well done, why did you say that I just make words look good? And then I was like, shut up. I was like, oh, um, oh, you know, I was just making a joke. He said, don't. And I was like, oh, he said, A, you're really good at your job, but what you have to remember in your career, and this is something I tell everyone, is that there, he said, there are so many people out there who will be willing to minimize what you do, your abilities, your capability, etc. You can't be one of them. Mm. And I was like, oh wow. And I still think about that all the time. And it was because he didn't have to say that, right? Yeah. But that really stuck with me. And I thought, oh, actually, yeah, you're right. I was trying to diffuse what I felt was an awkward situation with humor. But fundamentally, I was doing down, I was doing myself down to all of my key stakeholders when there was no need like they were all saying well done yeah um and so yeah that so so it's my natural way to make a joke or to say oh it's final oh that's you know, that's no trouble but what I've had to learn to say actually yes I'm giving you my my expertise mm-hmm. I am good at my job um so that is my biggest obstacle like making sure that I don't minimize my own work knowledge and expertise 
Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. Even like um, for me, for example, earlier this year, I got a like an op-ed published in like a tier one outlet for the first time ever in online and print. And it was a really difficult story for me to even get into the newspaper to begin with. And um, I was talking to my friend and I was like, look, like it's published. Like, you know, like I'm so excited. And then she was like circulating it amongst like our like colleagues in the office. And at first I was cringing and I was like, oh, like I don't want to be like too much in people's faces. And she was like, celebrate your achievements yeah, like who's going to celebrate it if not you you know and it's, it, that's exactly basically what he was saying and I, I think it's easier for I find it easier maybe because of like doing it for businesses I it's easy for me to do it for a team yeah. so like when I manage a team and it's like look at this it's easy for me to put the spotlight on other people and so that is why it is my obstacle I'm definitely better at it and mm-hmm. having a good team is quite good for that because then you're like oh look the team are doing things isn't that a good sign but um, for me personally, it is still that thing. I have to be like, oh yeah, okay. And actually a friend of mine, a woman called Sarah Sammy, she said a really good way of reminding yourself that you're good is to A, look at your CV and also to have an achievements folder. And so I have mm-hmm. an achievements folder, which I put anytime someone says, good job. I'm like, that's going You've in there. You've told me about this one before. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just really important because sometimes you have terrible days you think, and you know what it's like <laughs> when you have a bad day you think I'm terrible at this and then you think actually, yeah no, it's actually just a bad day and everyone has bad days and that doesn't mean you shouldn't when you have your next win like shout about it speaking of having yeah. like a bad day or like a weird day have you ever had a kind of weird client request or something that just like was super hilarious for you um I think the most the most not necessarily a weird client request but a surreal event I had was uh, I, I, I just hadn't organized myself very well. Um, and I was taking my spokesperson out to meet a round of journalists and mm-hmm. we had breakfast, lunch, dinner booked. And then, but lunch overran as it always does. And then, but I wanted him to meet the other journalists. So, but she had another meeting. So I said, okay, fine. We will pick you up and we will do the interview in the black cab. And it was like, so, it, <laughs> yeah. so basically we, we rolled out of lunch uh, and I was like, we'll come and get you and we'll take you, where is your next meeting? And so we pulled up and she, you could tell she was like, this is, we are not a serious couple. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and my spokesperson. And we got on so, he was just such good company. And obviously he also, he, we'd had breakfast and lunch. We spent, so we'd had spent the whole day together. Yeah. And then I was like, jump in. And so she was like, oh my God, she gets in. And then we start talking and we, I work in like financial services, right? So very serious stuff. And he was a pensions uh-huh. guy. And so we were talking about pensions and pensions changes and all this very technical stuff. And also I knew about it, but you could tell she was just thinking, these two are odd. And she's up close with us, right, in the back of his black cab. And we're talking about income drawdown. And I won't bore you with it, but <laughs> and then we dropped the meeting. And we're like, okay, fine. And then we drove off and we had to meet someone else for dinner. And uh, we still laugh about it because it, it, was just, it felt like a TV show. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's what I, I love those kind of bonkers moment so yeah not a weird client request it was more me really <laughs> doing the oddest media engagement yeah I, okay yeah. fair enough uh, I've never I mean I did not expect that story to come out of you but I will take yeah. that <laughs> but um, also I think yeah. this is what I think about comms and like I work in financial services and I used to work for a company called LV 
and I would say to people, I work in PR, they're like, oh, that's so exciting. And like, who did you work for? I said, oh, LV. They're like, oh my God, Louis Vuitton. And I was like, oh no, it's an insurance company. And then you could tell they, they suddenly start looking behind me for someone more interested. Oh, I think, uh, I think I just need to go. But actually there is so much fun to be had across all of comms. And it's why I am so like, consider corporate communications, consider financial services, because you can have, like, I think broadly speaking, it's about the people. And you can have a laugh wherever you are. And I've had the best time over the last, what, 13, 14 years. Well, there you go. And I, I think that what you've said, it's it's good to have that that wealth of experience as well. Like you've tried a bit of, you know, the fashion, you tried a bit of like the trade body and now you're in the financial services. It's good to have like a little bit of a taste of everything. I think, I mean, people, I'm, I'm just speaking for myself. I think some people like might still be looking for like their PR voice and see like what their passion is. Like I've done corporate I, i've done government i've done healthcare i've done education i've done consumer and it's like what do i actually enjoy though like i can be good at certain things but it's like what's my actual <laughs> pr voice you know yeah and i think it's i think it can be difficult because so as i mentioned i did i read classics at university yeah and i was like oh maybe i should do go down the classics and pr route and so actually there was a job at the british museum in comms at the time that i left university and a part of me was like, oh, maybe I'll do that because, you know, it's what I know. Mm-hmm. But actually, what I really enjoyed is learning because I didn't know financial services. I had a vague interest in it, but I went into an industry that I didn't really know. And I think often people think, well, I'm a chemistry graduate, so maybe I should go into health or chem- like, oh, I should work right. for a pharma company rather than thinking the world is still your oyster. Do you know what I like be be open to trying different things and all the different sectors of communication. So I think I'm now more the corporate side, but I've done the consumer side. I've done the, like the B2B, B2C. And I think just try things out. And also, especially as you're seeing with comms now, it's all converging. Like I hate the portmanteau, but it kind of works. Corp, corpsumer, you, the corporate and the consumer can't be separate. And you've got marketing yeah. coming into it, digital. It's, you know there are loads of different strands that are coming together so I was on a panel a couple of actually it was the last panel I did face to face before COVID and we're talking about uh whether it works to be a generalist or a specialist and I definitely (laughs) in being a generalist um like find something you're passionate like I really like my passion is like that I love a crisis I love that's what I really like but I wouldn't want to give up all the other things. And I still make sure that I'm aware of all the trends across all the other types of comms, just because you think some of those learnings, there's a lot of like cross fertilization. You can look at how a consumer approach to something can be used on corporate. Yeah. No, I can please where we're coming from. Um, so one of the reasons why I wanted you to be on the show is because you, a few weeks ago, you had, you know, we had a call and you talked about different ways of where you could help me empower myself in PR, how to kind of uh, get visibility in my network, how to um, just make sure that the right people are noticing my work and how to like care myself. So what advice do you have for women who are also trying to enter the PR industry and trying to succeed and, you know, that kind of thing? <laughs> Yeah, um, so I think my advice would be broader than just women. Um, but I do, like, I'm, I'm the treasurer of the Women in PR Committee. And so I know that, well, I think we, we can see in the numbers that there are lots of women at the bottom. And then as we get higher and higher up, there are fewer of us. Um, mm-hmm. so obviously, there is a definitely a, a retention promotion challenge there. 
but I get my advice would be to just be strategic about what you want so like when we spoke I was like well why do you want people to know about you who like who do you want to know about you and why in the mm-hmm. same way you do with like a brand campaign, I think that's what we said right it's like treat yourself like a brand campaign who where do you want to raise awareness what are the channels they use but also especially as we were seeing now with brands be authentic like don't like I couldn't be someone I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a cause that uh cycling I don't cycle right so I couldn't be someone who was on LinkedIn being like oh I'm doing this cycling thing that's not true to me like everything I do is true to who I am and what your passion is and sometimes it just takes a bit of time to see what you're interested in and don't you don't necessarily have to have a fully formed brand at the beginning and also Uh I think also who you are changes throughout your career so what you're passionate about may differ like at the beginning of my career obviously I was at the start so I was just trying to get (laughs) I was just trying to get on myself but now the thing that I'm really passionate about is other people getting on and I hate unpaid internships it just and I was I was on a panel a couple of Again, actually, my second penultimate panel before COVID in real life. If I had known that that <laughs> this, like, if I had known that they were going to be my last, like, in real life panel before COVID, I would have, I would not have left as soon as I'd spoken. I would have chatted to everybody in that room and done more <laughs> real life networking. But at that panel, I was so I was talking to um, journalists from Manchester University who have done media studies, and I hope it was the right advice. But I was saying to them like, if you can just avoid an unpaid internship because you deserve to be paid for your labor. And I know for a fact that people at the top aren't not being paid, which just boils my blood. Um, But yeah, because then from the very off, it means you're not, you're not being valued. You're not, you're not allowing other people to value your skills and your work. Um, So yeah, I think it's about being strategic. Uh, Yes, volunteer for things within the office, but make sure you're kind of got, you have an idea of where you're trying to get to. And this is something that I'm, my problem is I'm often very helpful. I put my hand up and often, you know, when someone says, oh, something needs to be done. Yeah. You have the signs and you think, oh, I'll just put my hand up and say, yes, I'll do it. But then you realize actually there are certain people that don't put their hand up and still get on. And I had a mentor a couple of years ago and it was brilliant because I was like, oh, I want to be a corporate affairs director at some point, blah, 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 blah. And she brought a job description. She brought a series of job descriptions and then all the, like, all the skill sets you needed for all of them. And she was like, these are the things you need to add. Anything that doesn't serve you in that way, don't do it unless you're like 100% passionate about it and know that actually this is a, this is a distraction. And mm-hmm. so for me, like women in PR, the women in PR committee doesn't really serve me but I'm really passionate about women in PR getting on. Right, I see the difference. One of the founding members of the UK Black Comms Network. Again, it doesn't, it has no benefit to me beyond I want to see more black talent in the industry and being promoted and and et cetera and being Mm -hmm. showcased. So that is a passion for me. So I don't mind giving my time to do all those things, even though I know that that's not going to make me corporate affairs director, but it is something that I care so it's yeah just be strategic and think ask yourself why on everything that you do and including the roles you go for why are you going for this role and I saw something the other day um and they were talking about the role you take now like your next role should you should have your the role after that in mind and think 
how can I get this role to make sure that I, how can I make sure I go in and do all the, get all the things on my CV that mean the next, like my next big role, um, like I'm, I'm set up for that role basically. Yeah, so it's a stepping stone almost to the next <clears throat> one. Yeah, but I don't think, I, stepping stones makes it sound like you may not be there very long or that you know, it's like it's a holding, like a holding gap or whatever, stop gap. Mm. But it's not about that. It's just making sure that you are strategic. Okay, what do I need to do? Because I think it's quite easy for people otherwise to stay in a role, but not be making the most out of it. It's more about making the most out of it, which fundamentally is business. If you're like, right, I want to go and I want to change this or I want to try this, making sure that you're passionate and you're not sluggish and just thinking, oh, I'll just do this and looking at how you can make your role bigger, more interesting. What can you take in? And then, but also the other thing on the strategic thing communicate with people in, across the business like I know there's lots of mentoring schemes and like the Black Comms Network has one Women in PR have one and there are, there's a plethora of them in the industry but I think what's also really important is sponsorship so people mm-hmm. within your business need to know and outside of your team need to know who you are and you, be willing to advocate for you so that when a role comes up or there's an opportunity to work on an exciting project you don't have to be in that room to be thought of and that's something we don't really talk enough about mm. that's how change happens and I think like also the thing with mentoring is it kind of ignores the fact that your career isn't just about what you do mm. and often people have mentorship mentoring when actually they need sponsorship they need people to advocate for them it's not about asking for a promotion in a stronger voice or wearing red or wearing trousers or that sort of thing it's actually people within the business wanting to support you and looking at how you build those relationships so that happens for you so yeah again wow very very powerful be strategic I mean I it sounds like something that you think that you're already doing but in reality when you look at it you're actually like oh wait I could be doing this more I could be thinking long term rather than just like oh my next promotion so I I completely agree with where you're coming from I think that you've raised several important points here um I I really appreciate the time you've taken to be on the show I've learned a lot for myself (laughs) and um yeah I mean uh I'm very I'm already impassioned like empowered and inspired to kind of pass on your wisdom to others as well and hopefully people watching this episode will agree um but otherwise i i had a like delight talking to you today it was absolute pleasure and yeah for I'm all really, was- i'm really i can see myself i'm grinning it's yeah it's been really good I, but i just think people just need to have a have a nice time in the office yeah and it's a people culture thing i i, I see where you're coming yeah, from really yeah really Well, uh, thank you so much for your timing on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I will see you very soon, Eddie. Thank you so much and enjoy London. (laughs) Thank you. The weather. Thank you. It's very great. Thank you so much. Always good to speak to you. (laughs) You too. Thank you. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye.